Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we're going to get into this Cameron Brait concussion story and I want to make this clear at the top and you know this Steve too is that this is in no way anywhere really on par on the same stratosphere as what we saw with Tua Tungavaloa in other words Tungavaloa a week ago you know was knocked silly in the head and when he got up you know he was stumbling he had loss of sort of motor function if you will for all the world to see. And when he got to the sideline, he indicated that, you know, it was his back had locked up and, you know, the independent neurologist uh, cleared him, the trainers cleared him. And everybody at the time were like, wow, I don't, you know, I don't know why he's, what he's doing back in the game. And then come the next week, he suffers a, a big hit. And now he's clearly concussed and his hands are frozen and all that. Um, so like that was that's been debated, talked about. It's going to precipitate a change in the league's policy with respect to, you know, concussion protocols and things like that. However, so this was brace, brace was not on that level, but given the backdrop of the backdrop of all of that, which has gone on now for a, a good week or two, and the fact that the NFLPA is investigating and, and and them and the NFL are both likely to change some of their criteria, et cetera. What happened to Cam Brate the other night with end of the first half, catches a nine-yard pass from Tom Brady, collides with Chris Godwin, is on the turf for about five or six seconds, and doesn't make it off to the sideline until the Bucks have already snapped the ball about 17 seconds after the hit. And they get penalized for five yards. And then Brait's on the sideline. He goes back in the game. And, in fact, he has three more targets before the half is over. And it wasn't until halftime, according to Todd Bowles, that Cameron Brait began to complain about having some concussion-like symptoms. And then he was placed in the protocol. Now, like I said, it, everything should be okay, I think. But there's at best some miscommunication going on. And the thing that I don't get for, for all the world is against this backdrop of publicity, why the spotter at Raymond James didn't just, as a, an abundance of caution, which these days everyone agrees they need to take, didn't just call down and say, hey, yo, let's not put that guy back in the game until I have a chance to evaluate him. You know, or... That, that's the whole thing about this, is that, and look, I wasn't at the game. I was watching on television. And when the hit happened, you went, ooh, I hope he didn't get right. a concussion. I mean, that's your, right. that's your thought now when you're watching football. Mm-hmm. I had no clue if he did. It wasn't to the level of the Tua hits. And he and, got and, up. And the Tua's, you know, back, you know, back-to-back games of it. And, and, and that, that situation's a, a complete disaster and mess. Mm-hmm. But in this one, 
it was it was obvious that there was a chance of a concussion. No clue if it happened. Right. But there was a chance. I, I don't expect Todd Bowles or coaches, whatever, to, to know. That, that's where that spotter is supposed to be, hey, we need to check him. Whether he's complaining of concussion sy- symptoms or not has no bearing on this. And, you know, if, if you're you're a coach and, and he's not telling you he's got any symptoms, of course you're going to put him back in. That's why the medical people are there to take him out. Right. You can't leave it in the player's hand. And, and I know no. that, you know, if a player comes to the to the – sidelines and complains right the word complains mm-hmm. he complains about something related to his head or you know at that area in general then that certainly is a sign that he needs to be checked out and perhaps put in the protocol yes but the mere fact that a player doesn't complain it shouldn't really be on the player that's why they have the independent spotter because mm-hmm. sometimes players don't even realize that they're dinged up if you can believe that but many of them do know and you know they don't want to you know be put aside for a few weeks or whatever and and you know you just you just don't want team doc- doctors handling that so they they mm-hmm. went with the independent spotter and in this case and in the case of Tua Tagovailoa cuz he's been fired now i think they it was a swift i think it was a swing and a miss whiff mm-hmm. like you had one job and your job is to look out there and go Hey, is there a guy down there that might be a little vulnerable from a headshot that he could have taken? Oh yeah, Cam Bright. I mean, and that would have been the whole thing. Are, are we waiting for players to complain before we check them out? If so, that's, that's what it that's sounded a, like. It sounded system. like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that they were trying to do it, but almost hmm. put the blame on Cam Bright for saying, "No, oh, you never complained about anything but his shoulder." Well, no, but but football players, are, and we know this, and, and this goes with many sports. It's not just football, but. Football particularly is, if I'm not out there, I may lose my job. That's right. And so, right. And, and and the adrenaline's going. I mean, how many times do we hear of injuries, you know, a player, you know, breaks a leg and doesn't know it till the next day? I mean, they're pumped up. They're excited. They're, the adrenaline, all that stuff. And, and that has nothing to do with their head. But the point being is you possibly have a concussion, and we know that – how bad that is for your brain long term mm-hmm. and but are you going to necessarily feel every symptom immediately I, I to be honest i don't know but just because a player isn't complaining about it doesn't mean everything's fine and but i, I don't put it on the coaches i don't put it on you, you know i mean they're saying the player says i'm good to go medical staff hasn't ruled them out go in it's not really on the head coach i mean the head coach is also the defensive coordinator so he, you know he's focused on the next series and frankly, the medical people come up to him and tell you when a player is out. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's usually the process. Your eyes are towards the field and you're not, you know, trying to go along the bench and figure out where your starting tight end is. Um there was a there was some confusion and I'm still not completely clear about this and I think it, in this case Bowles was almost deliberately vague. But if you remember where it became even more noticeable is not only the hit and the fact that it took Cam a while to get up off the turf. But as he was running off, he looks a little bit labored in some instances. And the Bucks get a delay of game penalty. Now, they were in a hurry-up mode because it was at the end of the half and they weren't using timeouts. And so when he caught the ball, he got essentially ran into Godwin uh, for a nine-yard gain. So the clock is still moving. So 
about 17 seconds go by from the time he caught the ball until he's headed to off to sideline. He doesn't get there before the Bucks snap the ball. It's not like he was on defense and the other quarterback caught them. No, the Bucks snapped the ball and caught their own player. And, you know, it's weird because, you know, Bowles just kind of called it, you know, a miscommunication or sort of like a mistake in substitution. But what mistake was there? Because at the end of the day, you know, Cam Bray was going was going off the field. And if, and if he was going to go off the field, you needed that other tight end. You needed somebody else on there to give you 12 because he was going to go off and make 11. Kate Otten was the guy. Kate Otten was the guy that was in tight end at that play. And, you know, when Brait was trying to get off. So for him to say, and I'm, again, I'm probably confusing what he meant versus what he said. But when he said it was a substitution problem, I'm not sure what he meant. He, I sure, clearly, he didn't mean that Cambrite was supposed to stay in the game and somehow Garoppolo ran out there. I mean, that doesn't normally happen. I, I know that Brady would not have called for the snap if he was aware he had 12 guys on the field. I think I think, I think it was just when he said substitution problem, it was Brate was late getting off, whether it was yeah he, he came off too late or was going too slow to the sidelines. Right. And my thing to, about that would be, well, why did it take him 17 seconds to get off the, off the field? You know, clearly mm-hmm. they were ready to go. They were in a hurry-up mode. I said, and I asked him, I said, was Brayton supposed to be in on that play? No. But he said there was a substitution issue. Well, so anyway, somebody, <laughs> at the end of the day, they snapped the ball. You know, it's funny because in the game they lost a week ago to the Packers, they couldn't get a snap off. You know, the two-point conversion ended up, going mm-hmm. from the two to the seven-yard line, they didn't get it. And they lost 14-12 to the Packers. In this one, they snapped it too soon and caught their own guy on the field. So Brady needs to be aware that the everybody on the field needs to be aware how many players are in the huddle and if there's somebody that hasn't left yet. And that somebody was Cam Brady, which you could argue, and I'm, I don't know, because he went, like I said, he went back in, he played, he looked okay, uh, almost caught a touchdown pass. But, you know, you you could argue that maybe he didn't feel so good, and that's why it took him a little while to get off the field in the first place, and Brady would have been surprised that he was still not on the sideline. So, I, listen, somewhere in there is the mama bear, as they say, but not as not as egregious, not even in the same really general vicinity as the Tua Tungabaloa, but it just goes to show, and Tony Dungy said this, he tweeted this out, and I'm going to paraphrase basically, but he's like, that's what's wrong with this policy. You know, that he was standing near the sideline right around that time because he's going to do the half halftime presentation for NBC. And he goes, and when Brait came off, he said, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, you know, everyone knew, you know, that he had taken a hit to the head. Like every everybody knew that he'd been doinked. And, and so... Um, what he the phrase he used was got his bell rung. That's that's a seventies phrase, right? When you went out there and you got a concussion, said, oh, you got your bell rung, and that was it. That's about the only thing everybody said. Well, well, he got his bell rung. He should be out. Give him a few minutes. And that's what Dungey said. Dungey said you could tell he had gotten his bell rung. Well, Dungey can tell. If I would venture to say half the people at Raymond James probably knew that he could be concussed. Why wouldn't the independent neurologist know? 
And for that matter, I, I, I don't know where the team doctors fall on this. Their job is to treat what, what a player says is hurt or what they observe. But um, the system kind of failed Cam Brate. And hopefully he won't have any lingering symptoms from this. Hopefully he'll be able mm-hmm. to get back and, and play this week. But Well, here's the other just, thing, too, about, you know, and this is where that's why there's a spotter. Is right. The right. doctors on the sideline, the trainers, the medical staff, they don't see every play on the field. Nope. Because they're tending to other players, and they're doing a bunch of other things. I mean, mm-hmm. they have to go on what the players tell them. Mm-hmm. You know, so if Cam Brake comes to the sidelines, oh, what happened? Oh, my shoulder hurts. Okay. They're going to tend to a shoulder. Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose that the NFL created a system of an independent spotter that can call down, and as Tony Dungy says, they can buzz the official, the referee, and stop the game mm-hmm. to pull the player. I mean, and, and there's no timeout charge. They can, they can buzz down and tell the referee, this player needs to come off, period. Mm-hmm. You know, the medical staff, if they don't see the play, they see some, they see, it depends on what's going on on the sidelines. The player comes over and says, it's shoulder hurt, of course that's what they're going to tend to. Sure. You know, Where's it hurt? But that's the whole purpose of a spotter, and we're seeing it, it appears multiple times this season, failing that system. To have failed, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, where the spotter's not doing what should be done, what a lot of people see. Right. You know, and that that's what – and I know teams get defensive, and, and they kind of have to. I, I totally get it. Oh, yeah, a lot of liability. But, you know, this isn't necessarily – I guess, I mean, really, the fault is the spotter more than anybody. I mean, that's the one person that can stop it all. And he has see, one and, job. And should see it all. He that's has his one job. job. Yeah, that's his yeah. job. I mean, that person, him or her, whoever it is, mm-hmm. that's their whole job. Yeah. Watch for someone who's possibly concussed. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I believe hockey's got a, 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 I don't think it's the exact same system, but they have people that do that. You know, is that concussions are important, and, and it's it, it's – dangerous for the players and it's 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 part of the risk of a contact sport as, as tom brady talked about in his podcast tonight yeah they accept that risk i mean mm-hmm. granted but if you are concussed you the quicker you get treatment the less chance you have of making it worse by getting hit again the, the better it can be long term for you and that's important for the players too yeah and those concussions in a short pan, I mean, that's basically what got a lot of great quarterbacks, Steve Young included, out of the game. Mm-hmm. Just t- took too many hits. You know, back in the day, and I'm not talking that long ago, 90s, um, maybe even early 2000s, um, you know, you you just had to kind of, the guys just shook it off. I mean, there was no protocol. There was none of this stuff. And they might get a concussion in multiple days. And that's what, you know, the more research that was done, they found that, you know, you're more vulnerable after you've had one, mm-hmm. et cetera. But guys didn't sit out with them. I mean, it ended Troy Aikman's career. It ended Steve Young's career. Um, I don't know if John Montana had that many concussions. I s- suspect he did, but he had other issues physically. So, you know, these are serious things. Now, they, they're trying to protect the quarterback better, not allowing him to get hit, Um you know, for as much as possible and, and all of that. And trying to predict everyone better. I mean, they don't allow the yeah. the hits on defenseless receivers. That's right. Trying to take the head trauma out of the game because mm-hmm. they know how serious it is because you don't know the impact that the game has had until you're dead and they cut you open, which sounds weird to me. But that's the truth. 
Anyway, I sense that the Bucks feel a little like singled out, you know, and sort of like, well, don't, you know, we're being lumped now, really, with the Miami Dolphins. I don't think that's fair. I don't think they are. And and I would I would argue that it's not really that close to what we witnessed in Miami a week ago with with Tua, you know, almost well, he did lose his, his legs there for a minute. But I think it further exposes that the system the NFL set up and thought would work is not working. Yeah. For, whether it's whether it's the spotters just don't want to make the call unless they're absolutely certain, which right. I don't think is the NFL's intent. Right. I think the intent is we should be more cautious. Mm-hmm. I don't think every time a player's head's touched, they want to stop the game for that. But you know, I, I there is a, it is where's that fine line at? Yeah. But, well, that's why I know. would just err on the side of anything. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, what's wrong with giving a guy a concussion test? You know, is yeah, you're in a two minute situation. He's your best player. I mean, again, this goes back to, you know. The goal of coaches and the goal mm-hmm. of most teams is is just simply to win, you know. And I'm not saying they they worry they don't worry about the welfare of the player, but the system's messed up. And that's what Dungey said. He said broken system. I was on the sideline very close to break. Obviously, he his bell rung. He had his bell rung. There's a league appointed spotter to the press box who should stop play and alert. You know, the referee right away. Brait shouldn't have been allowed to return until after an evaluation. Why didn't that happen? And that's what we're talking about. You know, why didn't somebody just take him off the field, somebody independent, and say, hey, check out and see if there's any lingering effects of this guy because he probably, as I said, got his bell rung. I mean, but the other problem we have right now is that outside the NFL and NFLPA, issuing statements of they're investigating the Tua situation and that they are going to change the protocols going forward. How that's changing, right. we're not sure yet. Yeah. Other than that, the only people talking are the head coaches, which really had no impact on it. No, that's true. I mean, and that's part of the problem is that anybody in a position to change this or mm-hmm. explain it isn't What's speaking. What's their motivation? They're not speaking. We're hearing from Mike McDaniel. We're hearing from go. Todd Bowles. Yep. Todd Bowles plays who he's told us can play. Sure. The medical staff says this guy's out. Okay, next. Yeah. I mean, Who's next man up. Coaches that's, that's aren't the whole deal. coaches aren't going. Wait a minute. I, he might have got a concussion. Hey, can we check on that? And that's that's not what they're doing in those twenty five seconds between plays. Right. You know that's what you have a staff for. But the Bring only people the speaking at this point about it mm-hmm. are are people that have that didn't make the decision and really have no impact in it. To be honest. Yeah, it's kind of unfair to them. I mean, that's part of the position. I get it. There's lots of things they speak on that they don't control necessarily, right? But they're the face. But we're not hearing yeah. from the NFL and NFLPA now. Granted, they're investigating the Tua thing, and we expect we will hear about it at the end. They've said they're going to be transparent, but the the investigation's ongoing, so we're not hearing from them yet. You know, and I'm I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to bet that they don't touch this one. And and it's just an instinct of mine. I, I can't really explain why I feel that way. But Well, I don't think they need know. to. I mean, they're going to change the protocols. Right. Whether it's exactly. from Tua or they could cite Which, ten other ones of these is. that have happened. I mean, whatever it is. 
Yeah, it'll probably would have prevented this injury, I would guess. I to, be on, to be honest, the, the only reason the Cam Brate's being talked about is because it was on Sunday Night Football. Right. It wasn't a 1 o'clock Sunday game that... No. Literally, that, the next national televised game since the previous game, mm-hmm. you know, on... Yeah. What was it, Thursday night? Yeah, the Dolphins-Bengals game for the second right. two injury, yeah. I mean, right. So your you second, know, your second national televised game, you have an incident that everybody sees in real time. Yeah, and and the right. NFL is gonna. You know, are they gonna look at this and and no? I mean, you have got enough evidence from the Tua thing. They're right. going to change the protocols and, and figure out a better system. We'll see yeah. if that one works. Right. They're going to change it. I mean, it, the cam break happening or not, I don't think impacts it, and, and not that they're going to issue special statements on that. I agree with you there. Yeah. But it just further shows that the way it's set up now is not working. Or whether okay. it's whether it's it, it, it was a, a flawed system or it's just not being executed properly, that'll be determined. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely it's definitely broken. And we we didn't get an update on how Cam is doing. We assume everything's okay with him. But it's good that uh at least he did voice the fact that he had these symptoms and, you know, I don't know. We'll we'll see where this goes as we get into this week. They they certainly could use him. Um, they need all hands on deck right now. Before we continue, and there's a little bit of more Bucks news, I want to tell you about May Electric Solar. Some of you guys, I understand, had a little uh, little four one one that some of y'all been listening to this ad and actually buying some solar uh, electricity from May Electric Solar, the family owned business. They've been installing solar electric panels and systems for twelve years. You know there's a lot of these companies out there. May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That right there is the May difference. You visit the Hudson Showroom. May Electric displays all its products. They conduct on-site testing so you can see exactly what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know exactly who's doing the job. Start saving today. Call the energy experts at May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862 to schedule a free estimate, lower your electric bill all year long, preserve the quality of your life and the quality of your appliances. May Electric Service, 727-819-2862. We talked to Bulls a little bit about Julio Jones. He was in the game early, and then he was not. And it sounds as if, you know, they weren't that confident in him continuing there and reevaluate him this week. This seems to me, and Joey Knight asked him a good question, you know, given his history, are you concerned that this just might be where he's at now? And Bowles was like, well, it's too early in the season to really just, you know, sort of, and this, these aren't his words, but sort of like give up on him, but we're, we're just going to try to make sure that we can get him as healthy as possible. And, and yet, there is a feeling if it's if it is as they've reported a partially torn PCL. When I say they, or there have been multiple reports about that, that it was a partially torn uh, PCL. It's not going to heal itself during the season. It's not like, and I don't know that it would require surgery necessarily. And I've said this before. I think the player that I know the best that played with that was Ronnie Barber during the Super Bowl season, and it bothered him. Really bothered him. Um, you know, now you know he was playing at a Hall of Fame level out of his mind that year. He's also not a receiver, and he's not Julio Jones. So that's a daunting sort of, you know, injury that 
I, I, I just don't know because to get him wet ready for Sunday, and this was a problem in Tennessee, you can't have him practice. I mean, he was limited all last week. He's going to be limited or worse this week. And and pretty much you, you can pretty much see that that's the way it's going to go the rest of the season. It's just really hard to build chemistry and all those things you need. I mean, he did play well in, in the opener against Dallas, but that's been it so far. So they're going to need other people to step up. But the encouraging thing to me was sort of Chris Godwin. You know, Chris Godwin, you know, started the season surprising people coming off the torn ACL, MCL, was playing really well, and then everybody held their breath because, uh-oh, he's hurt again. And you thought, well, is that the knee? Is that it? And it wasn't. It was a hamstring. So he's taking a couple of weeks off. Tell you what, man, he made some combat catches. He made that some of those in those seams that he's used to working back in the day. Not long ago, the end of last season, they played Atlanta. I think he had 15 catches. If number 14 can go, if he can go along with Mike Evans, there's your offense. You know, forget about running the ball. It's great if you can. I know they've been trying to emphasize it. But when you pay those two guys about $20 million each, they're your best players. Maybe not just on offense, but on your team right now. And so Godwin is encouraging, really not encouraging as Julio Jones and probably trending flatline, if you will, and not up is Russell Gage, who just hasn't done anything, you know. And I know it's because they always say, well, it's only the fourth game, fifth game. But he needs to step up because I don't think we're going to see Julio very much. And, they're the, and, you know, this is the guy they went out and paid when they got Gage before Julio thinking that he was going to be the guy that came in and would be their third receiver, et cetera. So he's got to step up. I, I just don't I don't know that for the rest of the year the Bucks can count on Jones, which is a shame. They play Atlanta on Sunday, mm-hmm. his former team. It would be nice if he could get out there. But I'm just not real hopeful. Well, we talked about it last night with, you know, the problem they've had the first few weeks is you've had Evans and then who else? And then Evans right. was suspended one game, so you didn't even have him right. in the game. You know, last year you had – Evans and when, when Godwin went down, you still had Antonio Brown for a little bit. Yeah, and you had Gronk a little bit. Gronk was the big P. Yeah. I mean, Gronk was like a receiver. He took targets away from mm-hmm. those guys, but if you're going to single him, he was going to beat you. Yeah, you and, you had more options down the field, and you you couldn't roll the defense to one guy. Right, right. You know that's the the the, the way to to beat these defenses in the NFL today is you better have more than one option, preferably Absolutely. more than two down the field. Absolutely. That can beat anybody one-on-one and still beat double coverage at times. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that's what that – you have to have guys that can do that. And, you know, the Bucks had hoped going – they had three or four this year going at the receiver position. Well, yeah. with Jones being hurt, Gage hurt and ineffective, Godwin's been hurt some, and Mike Evans suspended. Right. It's, it's, been, it's been rough. And you've had – you went in the season for four, and the first four games you're going, where is everybody? Yeah, you don't have your guys. And, you know, I was listening to Tom Brady, and he talked about that on his podcast. And, you know, he also said that, you know, we play good teams, whether it's special teams, defense, whatever. Like, you know, you have to play from ahead. You can't be that team that's chasing Mm -hmm. because then you're one-dimensional and you're dead. You know, they would love to play the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, where the game is tied or, or maybe even they're ahead. Just it's a total different game, you know, because that now the 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 Chiefs defense is having to take chances and um, do certain things. So, 
you just got to get ahead of them. You got to get ahead of good football teams. You got to protect the ball. You can't fumble the kickoff, even though Bowles blames his defense for not holding him to a field goal or less. I mean, that's the typical mentality of a defensive coordinator head coach. But you just you just got to play better. And, and I think they will. I think, again, getting guys healthy, if Godwin can make it back and play several games in a row, Mike Evans was like – Next level, Mike Evans. I mean, he kind of had a lot of pent-up energy, if you will. <laughs> he went out and put up a show. You know what I mean? I mean well, just, occasionally they single-covered him with a rookie, so that helps too. Yeah, it was over at that point. You leave Mike one-on-one. I wrote about this a few weeks ago, and we saw it again. The most, one of the most automatic plays in sports, fade to Mike, Mike Evans. If he's out wide in the red zone and it's single-covered, it's over. You know where the ball is going. You know where it's going, yeah. And Brady throws a nice ball. He throws it up nice and high for him, and it's great body control, kind of bodies up on the DB, and just, you know, the precision of that fade route down there, I can't tell you how many of his touchdowns that he's he's gotten that way. Um, but those two receivers is really what's going to carry their offense. And then you know, it's great if off of that you get Leonard Fournette um, but even in the Super Bowl year, they weren't running, running the ball very well, and you know Tom needed to run it, and I think they did in the playoffs and down the stretch. But they, after the Kansas City game that they lost by three, they got more aggressive. You know that's Bruce Arians says it all the time. You, you know we learned something in the second half. It's like what was that attack? We need to attack because you want your other, you want your opponent to be on its heels, and they they could just never do that. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, shifting to baseball just for a minute. The Rays lose 4-3 to three to the Boston Red Sox. They had a 3 to nothing league in this game. Uh, some home runs from guys that hadn't hit them in a while. Uh, Manny Margot hit one over the Monster, Wicked Fire, and he hasn't, I think he hadn't hit one since, I want to say May. Uh, something like if that. If that's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was May. And then Wander Franco went deep, and it's been since July for Wander. Hit it over the Monster. We get five. You know, I was listening to uh, Andy Freed and Neil Solance on the game a little bit tonight. I did too. And Andy was talking about his conversation with Kevin Cash. Well, really interesting. There's two things they wanted to do. Yes, two things. And, he, you know, he said, well, the one thing you wanted to, he said, first, Kevin said, first of all, we're trying to win these games. Yeah. There's a thought if you to lose, lose them, it's okay. You'll play Cleveland and everything. You're in the playoffs. It's fine. He said, no, yeah. we're trying to win. But Andy said, well, you want to get glass now through this game and, and good. And he said, yes, that's right. number one. He, goes, that's but there's number two one. he said, there's two things we want to do. So we need to wake up some bats. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It did both. Yeah. And, I mean, it really did. Margo and Franco are the two that particularly you're like, you'd like to see some power out of. That's right. And then they got that tonight. And you hope that they have two more games tonight at Boston and then an afternoon affair, four o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah, it gets them going a little bit. But you'd like to get some offensive momentum. Whether you win or lose the games, yeah, these don't matter. But you want to get that confidence 
yes. going into to the playoffs because you're gonna you're gonna be on the road, whether it's at Toronto or at Cleveland. The Guardians. You're gonna be one of the two, most likely the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Particularly with the loss tonight, it, it it's not it, it can't be clinched tonight. The Mariners are still playing at this point, but even if the Mariners win, I don't think it's clinched, but it's pretty close at that point. Right. So you're probably going to go play the Guardians, but you want to have that momentum. And and now mm-hmm. you know you pretty much know your pitchers are going to be McClanahan and Glass now. Right. For Which is spectacular. Mm-hmm. Spectacular. Glass now was unbelievable. And he would have had you know gotten through four innings except his last batter was a strikeout that got away from the catcher and he got the first base. But mm-hmm. he was smiling. He was very happy about how he felt. Was hitting 97, 98 at times. Uh, the breaking ball is just stupid good. Like, you know, he's ready. He's good. And he might be able to, be able to go out there against some teams and give you four or five innings. And that's really all you need. And then you got a good bullpen. Turn it he, over the bullpen. He can give you, you five innings. The next day. I'll take four innings out of that bullpen. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, with the matchups that are in their favor with the little analytics books and all that, sure. Yeah, I, I'll take my chances with that. And, yeah. you know, McClanahan the night before, if he can give you six. Right. Maybe seven. Well, yeah, take I mean, six. You said it. Those two guys, if you have to face those two guys back-to-back, good luck. It's going to be a long series. But you're still going to need to score more than one or two runs a game. So th- no question. That's why no question. You know, Kevin, and I think correctly added, no, Glass now plus the bats. We need to get the bats there you going. Go. And, yep. You yep. know, they only scored three, but you got a couple guys that hadn't homered in a while, a homer. Yep. That's good. No, it was good, and maybe maybe this power will start to come around because we've got a lot of it stored up. So that was interesting. We're going to talk some college football as we do each week with Matt Baker. Lots going on, of course. USF the debacle down there at Boca Raton, the loss to East Carolina, which was not good. Florida State's close loss as well. So it's not all loss and losing. The Wisconsin Badgers have a new head coach. I want to get into that. <laughs> I think that's probably a good thing. And Arkansas State, I'm forgetting who they play. I'll have to come up with a schedule. They're going to play on NFL Network like at 5.30 next Saturday. I'll have to be, there you go. Have to be around for my Red Wolves. So, anyway, college football yep. with Mac Baker coming up. I think we'll we're going to have, have your... Mark, Mark Topkin on Thursday to preview the Rays. Right. Uh, End of the season, regular season, right? Yeah, we haven't nailed that down exactly when we're, we're taping that yet, but that's what our plan is. So, Because yeah. the season ends Wednesday, and then the uh, wild card series starts Friday. So. It's incredible, man. We're here. We're in October. October baseball, one of the best times of the year because all four sports can be going at once. Lightning opening yeah. night a week from tonight. God, it just seems incredible to me. Like they literally I was I was just in Hawaii on my way back from well, in Denver on my way back from Hawaii and we watched game six, I think, and then and then flew mm-hmm. to Denver. And I cannot believe that that was what, several months ago now. Yeah, it was uh, June twenty eighth, I think. Yeah, I so they're ready to go. The NBA is almost ready to go. Mm-hmm. They're in training. Colleges, camps, yeah. Exciting yeah. time of the year, man. It's just you know smorgasbord of stuff. So we're looking forward to that. And if you have any mailbag questions, you know you can still submit those. We didn't get to them this week. We will at some point. Um, we'll have some time to do a few, I think. You can send it to us at Sports Day TV. You can reach me at NFL Stroud. My email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Make sure you, you check out May Electric Solar. Uh, several of you have already. We appreciate your business. They appreciate your business. I'm sure that uh, you're happy with the results. They've been in business for 12 years. 
They guarantee their workmanship, 30-year labor and services warranty, $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric, 727-819-2862. Schedule a free estimate and preserve the quality of your life and your appliances, 727-819-2862. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.